Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the More Life Podcast. If you're new around here, my name is Bart. Today, we have an extra special guest. We have one of the very few, maybe the first ever repeat guest. Nobody has ever been repeated. But today, we are here with the one and only Marky Murray. Uh, process. Oh, I messed it up. What, the, what, what, what was I supposed to call you now? Business Process Consultant. Oh, my goodness. Business Process Consultant. Marky Murray. I'm not even going to redo it. I'm going to keep it in. I want people to know that, I, to, that I'm still humble and I make mistakes sometimes. Marky. Say what's up to the people, man. How you doing? It's good to be here. Um, honored to be the first repeat guest on the show. Um, excited for the chat, Bart. Good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, Marky, the great friend of the house. And uh, uh, Marky has been through a, a lot of things since we've last spoken to him. Last we spoke, Marky was planning to move out east and go into a new chapter in his life. He was uh, just finishing closing off one of his businesses and kind of putting all his eggs into the basket of a new one called Ditto. Marky, I'd love for you to kind of walk us through a little bit about how Ditto went from that point. So I'm going to say 2021 because you guys experienced yeah. some significant growth. Yeah. Um, and I know we're going to get to the point where, you know, the business was sold and you, you joined and you did a whole bunch of other stuff. But I want to talk about, you know, the growth that you experienced during that time um, and how things was how things kind of uh, uh, transpired through a transition of doing your old agency into this business. Yeah. Great spot to start off. I mean, and it's all, it's all still fresh because. This morning, I, I recorded three podcasts this morning for, for my show. And the first one was with a former employee of mine um, who was our senior business analyst, Chloe. And wow. We were just like recapping on just all the amazing things that happened at Ditto and where we started and what problems we were fixing. And so it was really cool to just like revisit that. Um, but yeah, I was running a marketing agency at the time and around mm. 2020. You know, things started to take a nosedive like a lot of people's businesses did. But I had been searching for something more, you know, even prior to the 2020. And um, Ditto was really born out of that. I realized that my my passion really lied in operations and, mm. you know, helping businesses get the most out of their, their tools and improve how they work around their tools um, as well. And so, yeah, really when Ditto launched in March of 2020, I was just fumbling around, you know, I was still, you know, I still had some of my marketing clients, um, but I, I, I made a point to, to talk to my team and say, hey, the goal here is that Ditto will take over as the moneymaker and will eventually mm. say bye to MediaCrate. And um, I can't remember exactly where that tipping point was, but yeah. yeah, it was definitely around sometime in 2021 where things really began to, to ramp up. That's wild. Was there a, a point of you had to evaluate whether or not the skills were transferable from your team in the old business to the new business to be like, hey, can these people do it? Can they switch it in their brain? Because as leaders, you're often ahead of the curve already. You're already thinking, dreaming, believing about all that stuff. But you have to do it for your team as well. You're not, it's not just you on this team. 
Yeah, that was that was difficult mm-hmm. because yeah, in making that transition, I knew that there were people that were relying on me and had you know showed their loyalty throughout the ups and downs of media crate. And so when Ditto you know was happening, it was kind of like I was riding in two camps, and mm. you know I had a marketing team with media crate, and then. On the Ditto side, I needed a, an operations and delivery team, and that space was occupied by me, right? Like I was the only person delivering, um, and you know it, it was tough in the beginning because I had to relay to my team members what Ditto was, what problems we were solving, who our new customers were, as I was trying to figure that out at the same time. Wow. And so yeah, it was a lot of that, and just like keeping people in the loop and, you know, really relying on them to help grow it and move it to the next stage. And so, yeah, there were some difficulties there. Um, the ones that stayed on, um, stayed on for, for some time and were instrumental in the, the growth and the, the stages that Ditto went through. Um, and then, you know, people moved on as well because, yep. you know, they didn't sign up to, you know, work at a systems improvement consultancy, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it was different, but it, it, it was a nice gradual transition i love it there's so much um you know to unpack there because you have people which matter a lot right to have people believe in you and people to to say yes i do want this for my business yes i do want this for 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 how this is going to move and transition and i i believe in this vision i believe in what marquee is doing and i believe that this is going to be a good decision and then you have people who are in there like whoa this is a lot to take in but of course i'm going to try and see how it works and you never know how it all plays out and then as you are transitioning you're also you know redefining like you said your target audience who who the right people are for you to have uh, um, in your network. Yeah. And so what does that look like for a team that is kind of running gun now, that's probably used to feel very seasoned and comfortable, yeah. to now have to be connected in such a way where, hey, we have to make sure we stay close because things are moving fast. Yeah. And what was the answer yesterday it might be different today because I'm still trying to, like you said, figure it out yeah. myself. How do you guys stay in constant contact and communication while many fast decisions um, are being made? Yeah, that's a good question. And somehow it worked out that we all lived like in the same geographical location, right? Mm. And so like my team right now, we're fully remote. I'm the only one in Nova Scotia. The next closest team member is in Calgary. Um, wow. And then we've got people on the east, the West Coast um, in the U.S. But yeah, we're all living within like 15, 20 kilometers of yeah. each other. And so we made a point to, you know, stay connected physically. But also um, it was really important for me to help them stay connected to the vision and that they understood what it was as I was rolling it out. So that was, you know, involving them in the goal setting, involving them right. in the strategy um, that we would approach around marketing, involving them in the copy and the updating of the new website. Because we were a marketing team, we didn't wow. have anything. We didn't have marketing assets. We didn't have a website. And so it was really easy to involve them in a lot of that decision making. And then again, because we were so close to each other, it was easy to say, hey, Let's go to the co-working space, you know, yeah. on this day and that day. We'll spend the day working together. We'll have lunch together. 
we'll, we'll strategize a little bit. And that was really cool to have because I had never had that before. Very cool. So you use collaboration to kind of be the glue to be yeah. like, okay, you know what? I may not have all the answers. Yeah. I may not see the, you know, the pathway forward super clearly, but I do know you guys are the right people and I value your input. I need you on my side so that we can figure this out together. That's very, very key because there's a lot of people that go through change in their uh, business or their departments inside their businesses um, and they don't involve the, the key decision makers or the people that this will affect the most yeah. and then you, you find that there are things that are disjointed that don't feel like they belong like they are out of worldly almost like who who thought of this idea because if you spoke with the right people you would know that that doesn't align you know it may align with the primary objectives but there are secondary and tertiary things mm -hmm. that this affects and those people also have um uh, a stake inside of these decisions that's being made as well so that's really cool yeah and my, my poor team at the time right like there <laughs> changes literally every day and you, you've probably been there, Bart. Like, you, you go off on a weekend, and I, I saw one of your TikToks the other day, and your, your, your last red flag was that you can't relax, right? And, like, that is absolutely me. Like, on the weekends, in the shower, and I was supposed to be enjoying time with my family, like, I cannot relax. I cannot turn it off. I'm always thinking about the next thing. So then, you know, it's Saturday night. Everyone's gone to bed, and I'm up because I can't relax. And I'm doing something, I'm changing something. And then I bring it to my team Monday morning and we had agreed on something Friday and now it's completely different. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, we can't keep up with this. So yeah, they were super gracious and they like trusted me and I'm so thankful they did. But there was a lot of frustration in a lot of those, uh, those team For meetings sure. as well. I told myself that I was never going to be this boss. I hated it when my boss did this to me where he called grenade, right? You you take the pin out of the grenade, and as he's leaving the meeting, say, hey, guys, I just had a quick idea. What if we uh, flipped everything around and we did the Q4 project and we do it for a Q2 launch and just yeah. drop the grenade and walk out the door and just like, what, 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 what? Boom! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. And I'm it, like, yeah. I never knew that I could uh, – I never knew that I could – it could be me that I would be the one who would do this where I'd be at home on the weekend or even any day of the week. And I would be listening to a podcast and they would inspire something inside yes. of me yeah. and it would inspire a Google search, which would inspire like an hour long Google search. And yeah. then the next morning I have a new idea and our yeah. producer Amanda is on and I'm sure she's smiling, uh, grinning and laughing saying, you know, yeah, where he shows up and all of a sudden what we were going to do and we're not going to do, but we're going to do it this way instead. Or what you said was going to be this way is now changed to a completely different way, a new model that we're yeah. modeling this after. So absolutely, it, it, it takes a lot of um, relationship for that to for that to withstand. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a team where there's no real like connectivity or anything like that, people are going to get frustrated and leave. Right. But as long as it's not always and every time, you're going to have those moments where you need to quickly take hold of 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 the of the reins you know the way that i would like to explain it is like imagine you're out in the open seas and you're on a sail i don't know if anyone's gone sailing before but when you're sailing and all of a sudden the, the big gust of wind or the the current of wind changes quickly you often see the person now i'm not a sailor myself the person who is actually sailing the boat 
will quickly jump up to take control of to what's going on. And it's the exact same type of thing where it's like, oh, there might be something in cultural or in marketing trends, or there might be an opportunity that you never realize intersected, intersected with your your business or your offering. But the moment you realize that something clicks in your head, and that's part of the reason why you're the leader and the visionary is because you're, 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 you're tuned to that frequency where you feel like, oh, right, 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 right. And you can see five and six steps ahead how this could yeah. be an improvement to what's going on in your process. You quickly jump and take control. Why? Because the wind is blowing hard this way and I want to catch that wind and mm. I want to use that to leverage and to catapult us and use it as a catalyst to help us launch and go further. And the results might not show up right now. But the results over time might be, you know, exponential in terms of same thing. If you're on, on a boat and you, you catch that wind, yes, you're going to catch it. You're going to start going that direction. But now you are getting more speed the longer you stay on that path, the longer yeah. you ride that wind uh, uh, and that current that's happening. So there, there's definite benefits to having uh, a team that is connected, a team that trusts each other, and having an overall culture uh, you know, it doesn't have to be anything too deep. Even yeah. a culture of like stick to itiveness and hard work. This is how a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs and startups use use culture. They use it like, "Hey, we're in the trenches together. We're here to get something done. We have a great mission." You know, I, I just re- uh, finished watching We Crash. Have you seen this, Marky? Yes, it's the story about about so good about about We Work. Yeah, about so We good. Work. Yeah. Unreal. Um, and it's amazing how they use vision and mission to, in this case, overly, you know, drive people insane and, and, and bring delusion into yeah. uh, workplace culture. But the same way where um, having a, a combined mission can really make you feel connected to something and make you feel like we can do anything. That's where there is power in that collaborative and startup energy. And as long as you have a, a true mission, uh, something that can help you stay focused, I think that's what ultimately allows situations like yours to happen. Yeah. Where they're like, we trust Marquis. He probably he has a mission statement, but we don't have you know uh, a plan on how we're going to get there yet. So we have the airplane in the sky, but we still have to build the airplane, and we still got to go ahead and do it, right? We still have to we still have to build it as we're living it, and right. that's a beautiful uh, expression of you know the, the impact that you have as a leader because people are willing to go when you say let's go. You know, that's not everybody. The people do that. People are like, oh, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> True. And, you know, following the same analogy, like on, on, on the sailing boat, um, I, I've watched a bit of below deck. So I'm, I'm pretty much an expert in sailing now. Okay. Uh, I've heard about this show. I don't know. Is this, is this a real show? Should I be, should I, should I entertain this? It's a real show. Chaos? If you like um, trashy TV drama. Um, uh-huh, real, uh-huh. reality tv which i don't but the storyline it, it hooks you <laughs> but the point i'm trying to like connect to here is like you talked about like the wind the, the gust of wind and the current changing and grabbing the sails and then everyone kind of jumping into action i think you know what experience has taught me and it, it, it's exactly that that differentiates you know where i was versus where i am right now 
right? Like the experienced captain would read the charts and look at the weather and know yeah. that they're going to be hitting that, that headwind and know to either get around it or be prepared when they hit it. Right. And mm. so, and then the, the team, the deckhands, everyone around you is then aligned because they now know the plan. So for me, like coming back to this version two, like my team is much smaller now. Yep. We're much, we're, we're, we're very tight knit. Like I'm keeping it small on purpose. Um, the, the vision that I, um, communicated to the team at Ditto. I mean, it was, how long was it? Like 17 pages. And it was like pretty and colorful and has all these great things on it. And it was great. Like it inspired people. And a lot of those things we achieved in the vision. But now like my my vision is four lines and then I have my goals underneath it. My mission has not changed. Like that's always been yeah. the same thing. But the vision it's just like, I don't need all those frills. Experience has taught me just to like, keep it simple, you know, learn from those mistakes. And, and I think that's really helped me in, in this, this, this next stage. Um, and the people that are with me now, right? Like they get it. It's simple. And, I, simple. and, I'm, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm more prepared now than I ever have been. And I tell them that the vision is clearer than it's ever been. Um, I, I know how we're going to get there and, you know, we're going to do it a little bit differently. So I, I feel like I've course corrected already, right? Elevate ready, the world's consciousness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Disrupt the industry. Yeah. 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 No, not, yeah. From, not from recrash. Elevate the world's consciousness. Right. Like, what? Right, right. That's the mission yeah. statement for a co-working space. <laughs> right. Yeah. How are they doing? Uh, I don't know, man. We should set up a, set up a flare for for WeWork. I don't know how they're doing. Um, but so moving forward for you know what then transpired because then you went through a season of growth where you were officially closing down Media Crate, yeah. where it was like, hey, we did what we came here to do, yeah. and we've now you know swung from one vine like Tarzan. We've let go of this vine, and we're going to grab hold of this vine now. Yeah. And we're now going forward in this new mission, in this new direction. Um, so w what did growth look like for you and your team, and how did you guys handle that? Uh, well, didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll obviously provide some more context, but like thinking back to it, like, and the reason why I'm keeping my team small now is because um, I grew too quickly. And at, at the time, I would always talk about the fact that scaling and growing are not the same thing. Um, when you Ooh, scale, it, it happens on a consistent, you know, upward trajectory, whereas growing, you're expanding sideways without like growing vertically. And so my team was growing, I was getting bigger. But, you know, we weren't scaling our operations. We weren't any more profitable, you know, in those beginning stages. Right. And so, like, that was huge for me. And it was exciting because I'm like, oh, new client. OK, who do we have to take this client on? Great. Oh, we have to hire someone. We have to. Right. And yeah. so it, it was like, OK, got to find the next person to come in. Whereas if I had stayed focused on you know fully resourcing absolutely everybody and now my mindset is you know don't hire until it hurts right yes. like don't hire until like you've exhausted all resources everyone's a full capacity um you've gone through a season where you have some data to back up your decision making right like that's where my head's at now so i mean what did growth look like um it was heavy it, it moved really really quickly 
I made the decision um, when I first started to double down on our partnership with the sauna. And yep. I, when I was like really getting into it, like there weren't a lot of resources online around, you know, how to use a sauna effectively and not just the features, but use cases. So I started getting questions from prospects and people in certain communities. And I started making content around how to answer those questions. And YouTube was my channel. And so I was getting people watching the videos, commenting on the videos, booking a call. And then there we go. There, there's Your my... channel grew really fast because we did. started around the same time. Okay. And it, it's still not big. Like, I think I just hit 4,000 subscribers. But, like, it's still our number one source of lead generation. I don't do any outbound. It's all coming from YouTube and then wow. our, our partnership with Asana. So because of the commitment to consistent content um, and the commitment to our partner Asana, right, like, I was doing everything I could. I made videos for their sales team so their sales team could share with their customers. So their, their customers were seeing my videos and then they would, the sales team would make the introduction to me. And then it's like, here's Marquee. And they're like, oh, I've watched this guy's videos or, oh, that's the guy from the video. Great. So it, it was things like that that I did that really helped like, like almost like, like speed run, you know, through that first stage, right? It's like we had a, a, a solution to the problem. We understood the problem. And because I had just stepped out of the marketing agency owner space, I was then connecting with a lot of marketing agencies, right? And, and, and marketing teams, which is you know, how we started working together. 100%. Um, but yeah, there was just a, a commitment to the partnership and content and everything just kind of came from there. But again, the mistake I made was thinking that I needed this big team, you know, because that's what people were buying at the end of it was like right. the, the agency, the consultancy. And I, I got lost in that for a little bit and paid the price. Was the plan always for this to be a stepping stone for Ditto to be like, this will be a great asset to a larger firm? Or was the plan always like, I want to be the main main person in this and and hold on I don't want to wow. tie that that statement to the next statement. Hold on, let me rephrase that. Sure. I, I was the was the idea that this, I can build this big enough so that it can be uh, acquired by something, or mm -hmm. is the idea like I'd like to keep this so that uh, um, this is going to be my new thing and replace my my freedom in terms of yeah. how I live my life? It, it was the it was the the latter. Um... I never thought of acquisition. I never even thought of that. Like I thought, I, I was thinking about legacy. Like my kids at the time, they're seven now, so they would have been like four or five years old. Would right. always say to me, "Oh, Dad, when I'm 18, I'm gonna work at Ditto." And of course, they have no idea what that means, so you kind of just brush <laughs> it off. But it was cute, right? And so I thought, "Oh, would this just be a family thing that I just keep growing, and it's a lifestyle business?" And like that was my goal: was to live yeah. the life of freedom that I started you know, media crates or ditto to achieve, right? And so that's really what my thought was. Um, I wanted it to be that whenever people thought about Asana, they thought about ditto, right? Like ditto was the brand, Marquis Murray was behind it. And like unintentionally, I became the face of ditto, which I didn't like because when people watch the videos, guess who they expect to be doing the work behind the scenes? They want Marquis to be doing all the work. And that was tough for a lot of people because 
I, I, they get to know me through my videos. <laughs> they come through and, you know, we have this great sales conversation. We build this relationship and this rapport. And then we have our kickoff call. It's like, all right, peace out. <laughs> and I, I made some mistakes there as well. Like, that's not how it should have gone. But yeah, um, Marquis quickly, quickly became the face of Ditto and, um, you know, had to course correct to make sure that my team um, and the, the people that were coming in, the, the customers, you know, their expectations were managed as well. So there's so Can much we take learning. like one second to, yeah. to sidetrack on that for a second? Sure. Because this is a coin that I flip through back and forth. And again, I can just, I can feel Amanda laughing, even though she's on mute producing this episode. Um, how many times I'm like, take my face off of all this stuff. Like, but it does really well online. I'm like, I don't want it. And then, like, two or three weeks later, I've listened to a podcast about lifestyle marketing and about, like, how your personal brand is your ticket to success. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can we get my picture back on that thing? And can we, like, uh, elevate how many videos we're cranking out with the thumbnail being me and my big old forehead right, bright and center? And it is a, the biggest – I think it's the, it is the most – undisputed dispute right amongst agency owners and entrepreneurs is both are right but which one is right er should i have my face on everything and build this into a lifestyle brand or right. should i build this as an agency or as as an autonomous entity so that yeah. it can kind of be its own thing and the way that I have flipped, I probably have made the swap back and forth in this business alone over the years a dozen times where I'm like, it drives me insane where all I see is my face. And then all of a sudden I'm like, how come we're not posting more things about me? My social yeah. media should be the biggest. Like it should, I should be pro you know, prominent in this space as a thought leader and an expert. You, have you right. ever experienced this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I go back and forth on it all the time. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was so keen on, you know, creating Ditto, the, the brand, was because I felt like, who's going to want to work for Marquis Murray? Who's going to want to have an email that's, you know, bart at marquismurray.com? Who's going to want to have Maybe conversations with me? Could be a lot of people, <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I, I thought, yeah, this brand needs to exist because then I have credibility, because yeah. then when they see me on the partner um, page of Asana's website yeah. and they see me on YouTube and I, they hear about my consultancy, then it's like, oh, there's a team there. Oh, okay. Maybe he can do this work, right? So for me, it was kind of like, if I don't have this, is my name right now enough to you know hold weight? And like, I wrestled with that for a long time. Um, and it's why like, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Quick fast forward without giving away too much, you know, it's March 2023. I'm yep. back out on my own and like ditto's gone, right? Like all I have now is my name. I spin up my new website. Um, on Looks Square. great, by the way. I spent Thank a lot of time you. looking there and maybe lifting a few things. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Go for it. But like I spin up this Squarespace website on a Sunday afternoon and it's like, here I am world, you know, do you want this or not? And guess what? Nobody cares whether it's Ditto or you know, whatever oh. or Marquis Murray or like, no one cares, right? Like they, they see me and they, they still call it Ditto. 
and I'm not going to correct them because it doesn't matter. All that matters is can I do the work, yeah. right? And so, again, that's that experience talking. Because it's like if I had known that, I would have saved myself so much hassle in the beginning. But oh, Marky, this is amazing. This is, I'm so excited <laughs> that we're doing this. Um, because I, I also didn't put until just now two and two together that you're now back on your own, even though I've seen your website. Yeah, I didn't put I didn't put those two things together. I was just like, oh, he he wants a new personal brand. Who doesn't? Right. Um, even though you. you <laughs> It's so funny. Okay, we'll so that, let's get back. Let's go backwards again to where we sure. were. Yeah. You're going. You're doing the growth. Things are growing too fast. Here comes, you know. Again, I'm using so many. We crashed. I'm not saying this with a a a, a flub on any. If, I, if anything, I remember I called you and be like, "Yo, dude, you did it. Yeah. You made it." Yeah. But like, just like we crashed, SoftBank. Here comes this white knight being like, "Listen." You're growing really fast. You got a lot of things going on. How about we buy you? We acquire yeah. you. Yeah. How How about that? How does that look? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, was not expecting it. It wasn't on the radar. I mean, in the back of my mind, it, it it kind of always was. It wasn't something I was entertaining, but I knew that it could be a possibility because the the party that came in, um, you know, and started asking questions. You know, we had had you know, me and the CEO had built a bit of a relationship and I knew him through the Asana community. And, Mm. you know, we had had some sideline conversations when I was still running media crate and it was, you know, how's business? How are you managing a marketing agency and a operations consultancy? Like, how are you doing? And so we would talk numbers and we would just, you know, it was just two entrepreneurs just talking. Right. And so it was always kind of in the back of my mind, you know, would he be interested? And he kind of said, you know, what would a partnership look like, you know, down the road? But like, ditto was my thing. Like I had something, you know, and I'm like, no, this is mine. I want to grow it. So that's why I wasn't entertaining any kind of acquisition or exit. Um, but we had had several conversations over the course of, you know, that two years, really. And so when it came to it, it was interesting how it, how it finally like came to be. I... He's pretty well connected. Like he knows a lot of people in the space, and you know he's pretty public about that. And I, I said, "Hey, I'm looking for you know a, a community, a, a mastermind." Um, yeah. There's so many details I'm leaving out, but I basically said, "Like, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I have this problem. I feel like I'm I'm addicted to my business. You know, I can't relax. I can't turn it off, and I need to know. I want to get around some people so that I can understand." what my next steps as the business owner need to be so that I can further separate myself, right? And like evolve to the next stage. And he said, oh, well, I'm throwing this event in in Mexico in the fall. You should come out to it. I and think I've heard of this before. Yeah? I heard about an event from somebody else in Mexico specifically with like right. extremely – uh, 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 top tier, t- like level entrepreneur, uh, 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 CEOs, exec right. types. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is amazing. Keep going. Yeah. Sorry. It, it was really cool. Like, um, I think it was 35 entrepreneurs, um, yeah. and like high level, um, executives from like big corporations and there were like sports team owners there. And so again, really well connected guy. And like, I wasn't going for that, but I just thought, man, if I can get around some people who I can just talk with and share where I'm at. Maybe I can get something out of this. And so um, interestingly enough, I was offered a chance to speak at this event, 
which, you know, I, 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 I grabbed. Um, and, you know, when I went there, there were just, you wouldn't even know who these, these people are if I said names. So like, that's, that's not the important part, but like you sit down with them and they're just the most like down to earth, relaxed, friendly, just caring people. And then you get up and you hear like, oh, do you know who that was? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, it's the so-and-so. And I'm like, what are they doing talking to me? You know? <laughs> and so it was like one of those things where I was at this event and that's not even the point of this story, but um, we, we, were, we were having conversations and we were finally like in person together, you know, and we sat down, you know, a couple days and really like getting talking numbers and, you know, getting down the brass tacks. And um, I left there with a verbal offer to... Wow to buy the company yeah and i was like that's not what i expected at all um but yeah i had some stuff to think about now yeah and when you had that offer and subsequently the second offer from the person that you i guess you knew or or however that worked out was the offer always to have you involved because i think there's a lot of ditto that just oozes out of you and its original ethos and mission statement and how quickly it evolved. But you were pretty firm in what your place in the market was to be yeah. and how you could then leverage people's pain point for that. Um, so I feel like I feel like that would be the smart thing to do is offer some equity, some you know salary, some whatever to kind of mix it. Were both offers similar at that point where they're like, you come here and help us as well, integrate it into our company? Yeah. So regardless, like the offer was uh, really, it, it was fair, right? Like we, I made sure of that because I wasn't going to give this up unless it like really made sense for me and my family. So we deliberated on that and I got what I wanted. Um, there was equity. I came in as a partner. Um, which was really nice. Um, like if I did it again, I probably would have pushed a bit more to have like remain, like have did remain like as an yeah. operating entity. Um, yeah. because there was a brand there, there was some clout, there were relationships and, you know, looking at the businesses, they're, they're very similar. They're in the same space, but they operate on different, you know, levels. One is committed to hands-on keyboard, you know, systems improvement, and one is more centered around education and training, right? And so um, what it ended up being was, you know, a a merger um, more than anything. Sorry, it was an acquisition more than anything. It should have been a merger. Um, And, you know, I would have been great if I could have stayed um, the operating CEO of Ditto because, you know, I built something up. But by that point, you know, and again, there were lots of conversations and back and forth. Oh, and I can only imagine that like, this would be so complicated in yeah, so many moving parts. Yeah, and we can't talk about all that in this podcast. But, <laughs> you know, ultimately, it just came down to, okay, this is the best decision for me, my family, for the work that we've done, for our customers, everything. And 100%. so, you know, we went through the motions, um, had some conversations, did due diligence, and, you know, the deal was closed. Uh, ultimately... Uh, you know, when I called you, I, I remember saying, yeah. you know, uh, as a business person, obviously, congrats. As, yeah. as you know, as the, the owner of a company, big ups yourself. But the, the number one thing is, as a black man, yeah. as an entrepreneur, 
secure the bag. Congratulations, my friend. You got the bag. Thank okay? you. Thank as you. long as yeah. the bag has been received, all things will come out in the wash. There's, a, there's right. more life to live. Yeah. We will figure it out. I'll see you Monday. I'll show up. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. Don't worry. Yeah. It's fine. My number is still the same, but secure yeah. the bag. Yeah. And I love to see uh, uh, I love to see it when you know people who you love and admire win, mm-hmm. especially, especially, especially when it's people who are hardworking. And there's oftentimes, you know, you can feel kind of a ways if you're petty. Sometimes, like me, when you see people winning, and it's like, but they ain't working. They're like, they're just it just happens. And some people, that's just yeah. the life they live. They, yeah. That's that's their cards they've been dealt, right. and all they do is win, win, win. But there, when you see somebody, it's like, okay, so there's hope in this because I see somebody else who's putting in lots of effort, who is, you know, has tons of consideration, who is empathetic towards the, the, the style of work and the culture that he wants to create, and they end up winning. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, I'm doing it the right way. Uh, what was it Samuel Jackson said? You know, he, he, he talked about, like, you're, I'm in the right place. It's just not my time yet. So that way you know, okay, it's just not my time. I'm doing all the things that I know I need to be doing and then building something the way that I want to build it. Not necessarily to say everyone has to follow your path in terms of selling and all that kind of stuff. But if you do, whatever you define as success, somebody can define the success as 100,000, somebody else a million dollars. It depends on what you find and, you know, agree to being success yeah so okay we got all that out of the way all the accolades all the accolades so what's going on now like because you were there uh, what was your role in the interim there while you were working at this new firm yeah i was the vp of delivery so overseeing all of the client operations service delivery um overseeing the team of consultants there and you know really working with the other members of the leadership team to steer the company Got it. And was there a timeline on that? Um, it was it was pretty open ended. Um, yeah, okay, cool. That's the goal good. was that I would be there for you know an indefinite amount of time, um, and there were you know clauses in the contract where things like my podcast and my YouTube channel would remain mine. Any speaking engagements, um, I was working on a book at the time, so anything like that would still like yep. remain mine. But um, you know, it, it was pretty open ended. And, you know, the goal was really to just bring our two forces together and, and really grow something massive as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the status now? You're building something again on your own or you're doing more consulting? That's right. Yeah. Um, when I came out, I made the decision in at the beginning of March to, to leave that organization. And um, I didn't really know what next was going to look like. It's one of those scary moments where and like you've been there right like when i when i decided to leave my corporate job i had a decision to make and my wife backed me up and was basically like pushing me to like start this thing on my own and so shout out to the wives all the wives out there all the the partners yeah all of them supporting and believing in us um and so yeah decision to make it's like okay i can you know continue on in this route or i can you know make a a new path for myself and it was just because i'm a maker uh, i'm a creative um and i realized at that point that i'm i'm not a good employee anymore right like i've been gone too long like i can't work for somebody else you know even though i was too long i've been too too far gone (laughs) too far gone 
um, I just didn't do well, you know, now having to like clock hours and things like that and work for someone else. And so um, it was like, okay, what's next for me? And so what did I know? I knew what I was doing before. And so I used that opportunity to um, roll out a new personal brand because now I didn't have a name, right? New website, new colors, new everything and photo shoot and all that. Um, Double down on content. You know, Brendan Bouchard, he's a influencer of types, makes yeah. online courses and does consulting. And I watched one of his videos and it, it's such a simple concept. And you hear people like Amy Porterfield and Jay Shetty and Tom Bill, you say this all the time, but it's just like, and Gary Vee, you know, be consistent, be consistent. But the way that Brandon like positioned it, it was like, decide on the thing that you're going to do and don't stop doing it. And I'm like, okay, that's it. And like a light bulb went off. I'm like, it's going to be YouTube. I'm going to grow my YouTube, focus on content, focus on helping people, focus on educating people and like teach them everything that I know about Asana process improvement and project management. Right. And like, that's all that I had. I was just focusing in on that. So that meant getting on a video schedule, creating emails and making sure they absolutely go out every single week and not missing one. Um, doing my podcast and getting guests and appearing on other podcasts. It's just like, this is what I'm going to do. And it, it's, it's paid off really well because I'm at that point where it's starting to hurt, right? Like I got to hire. Um, For sure. But yeah, it's a really cool spot to be in. Um, yeah, taking we're, all we're, the learning. we're hiring a video uh, editor ourselves because uh, YouTube, we made a decision maybe about two, two or three months ago we moved Amanda from uh, uh, who you know from our process together and working mm-hmm. together from project manager to content manager. Okay. And, uh, and it lines up a little bit more with her skill set. She's a writer by, by trade, vocationally, and helping with writing captions and our newsletter and helping with our blogs and scheduling our video and producing our podcast. There's so much content that has to take place. But we made a decision to almost – a hundred percent roll back if you go on my social media feeds off of youtube uh sorry off of instagram off facebook our big thing is really linkedin and youtube that's like the biggest thing that we try to push and even linkedin where we're not anywhere close where we should be we publish the most right now on tiktok and on youtube video i had a moment similar to yours where i was just like Video is where it's at. Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long for me to really let that sink in. And I'm like, of all the platforms, I have most chance of being discovered on TikTok. And I have the most chance of having compounded growth over a long period of time on YouTube. So I'm like, it's all about YouTube. That is the number one thing that I care about every single week when we talk about our metrics mm-hmm. is what's going on with our viewership and trying to, and you know, we're, we're now, uh, I feel like it's a hard place to be. You know, a YouTuber is, is, is not easy um, because that rhythm of continually producing and writing and scripting, Even creating. Yeah you, and, yeah. and you have to, you know, I'm not going to edit it. So, and, our, <laughs> and it's almost like you, you work for YouTube now. 
right? Like for free. Th- that's my job now. I just feed YouTube. I just feed content to YouTube so that people on the other side of the screen can consume it. Brother, I don't have four thousand followers. Eh? <laughs> I'm about to hit five hundred followers. So okay. So so we've been diligent. We went from like having uh, uh, this was like a dormant YouTube account that I've had for years. And it was sitting at like 80 or 100 for a very long time. And then last year is when things just started exploding. Exploding in my world, anyways, where we started getting started getting uh, actual attention. Being So the issue has always been consistency, to go back to what you were talking about. We have these uh, 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 stutter starts and stops. And the issue that we've always found is we've never had a real consistent editor. We've been using piecemeal editing from here and from there and from another place or whatever. And now, you know, I'm like, I'm going to make the commitment. We're going to try to find somebody who can be here long term that can grow with us and can handle the ingest because I'm like, I can record more. I now have Amanda who can help me, me write more. Uh, so it's now a matter of whether or not we're going to be prepared to be able to do this in a way that is meaningful. Because those two months that we were very consistent before our current uh, video editor went MIA, um, the growth with astronomical shorts were exploding. And we, we like doubled our monthly view in, within like two weeks. Incredible. Just posting shorts every single day. And uh, I'm like, okay, so it's obviously there. Obviously, we're in a slump because our editor, our editor is still MIA. We still don't have an yeah. editor. <laughs> but uh, 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 but thanks, thankfully, we have had interviews all this past week, so we are we are trying to find the right partner. But I agree with you. Um, personal brand. I know we're going back to the personal brand. <laughs> Building oh, a personal brand is extremely important because it kind of is your buffer for whatever is happening in the market or whatever is happening in the world where it's like, oh, businesses are not doing as good or entrepreneurship is becoming more complicated or course sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. If if I am known online, if I and it's crazy how, you know, you've read the Gary Vee book, I've read the Gary Vee book, yeah. how you know it but you don't really do it. Yeah, that's the person building your personal brand. Yeah, it allows you so much latitude to be like, hey, you may have known me as Marky Murray from Ditto, but now I'm Marky Murray from Marky Murray. Yeah, and I'm or whatever is next, and whatever is going to be after that, just as long as you got to remember Marky Murray, and then that right there allows you the flexibility, which is why we got in this business for the for the first time in the first place is. It's true. We wanted that flexibility to be able to live the lives that we get to decide. The same way you got to decide to say, sure, I'm going to sell this thing. It probably provided a great deal of pride. You, We also, even, you know, we also want to have that same energy where, oh, I get to decide what is most important for me this day or this week or how I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And I think having that personal brand that's tied to your work again as long as you're working hard it's going to be extremely valuable in the long-term game Mm -hmm. yeah and the reason why i i agree with everything you just said but the reason why like i doubled down on like personal brand and wasn't afraid anymore like the gary v thing it's like you know what to do but you're not doing it he goes even further what he actually says is 
you're not doing it because you're scared. You're scared of what your friends will say, your old coworkers going to say, your neighbor's going to say, like your family's going to say, and you have this content and it's just sitting there. And so when I heard that, it's like, he's absolutely right. Like, I don't want people to judge me or think like, oh, who is this guy? You know, what does he have to say? And for me, like, I'm still not comfortable. I mean, I'm comfortable on camera. I just don't <laughs> like it. But it's like, I don't care anymore. I'll put out anything, you know, like right now I'm sitting in a kitchen with a yellow background, you know, yes. and there's like content stuff is king. everywhere. Content is king. Like I'm not in my home office with my nice lights and my nice camera anymore. Like, and I, and I keep putting this stuff out. Like once you really stop caring about what people think or what you think people are thinking about you, because they're not the same, right? Like that will set you free to just like release whatever. And like, I get like a little bit emotional sometimes because if I had listened to the dark voice inside that said, don't mm. do it, don't make that video, where would my business be today? You know what I mean? Like it's a really weird thing to think about. Um, yes. But yeah, anyway. I, I, I recently watched a show, I believe it was called Three Echoes on Apple TV. I don't know why I'm plugging Apple TV so much. Yeah, but one of the th three echoes, yeah, it's like some, something about something. I can't. I can barely remember. Um, but basically the, one of the characters says, I know what I want and I don't believe people when they say they don't know what they want. Mm. He's like, my dad taught me a long time ago. Everyone knows what they want. It's whether or not they've made the decision to do what they need to do to get it done. Yeah. I was like, Oh, beautiful. Snap. Yeah. It's like it deep down inside, you know what you want. There's not yeah. like, there's no such thing as like, Oh, it doesn't matter. There's an indifference. Like, no, no. Are you willing to do it? Yeah. To do the work to get what you want. Yeah. And that deal has to be made. There has to be a contract where you're like, I'm willing to sacrifice XYZ to have ABC. Yeah. And you gotta make that deal with, with yourself. Yeah. The absolutely. same way you make a deal to sign a contract to sell your business or to join a team somewhere to get a job somewhere, the same way you gotta make a deal with yourself to be like, I want these things to be true in my life. Here's what I'm willing to sacrifice for that. This is the terms of the contract. Here's how hard I'm willing to work, what I'm willing to sacrifice. Here are the things that I'm willing to put in place to make sure that this happens. Yes. And people sometimes ask, like, is there such a thing as dreaming too big? There's no such thing as dreaming too big, as long as you're willing to back it up with the work. So you really want to be richer than Jeff Bezos or more adventurous than Elon Musk or whatever? Are you willing to put in the appropriate sacrifice to achieve those things? All right, then. So yeah. dream accordingly and live your life the way you want to live it. Marquis, man, I love, I, I love seeing your face, brother. I can't wait to come out to Halifax and come party with you on the East Coast. Got this face. We gotta, come on out. We got we to gotta come hang out, man. Uh, uh I appreciate I you. Let people know where they can find you. Uh, I'm sure it's very easy now. <laughs> yeah. com. M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. Yeah. Um, there you're going to find resources. You can go to YouTube. You can listen to the podcast. Um, I've got a new community called the System Builder Academy. Um, it's for ops-minded people that want to learn and share experiences. So, yeah, there's nowhere where you can't find me now. Boom, there it is. Just Google. Men's are up, up. Okay? All right. I, 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 uh, I want to I let you guys know that uh, 
marquee is the real one. So if you are looking for inspiration and information, uh, if you're looking to find out the real nuts and bolts of like how operations work inside of a company, this is the person that you want to make sure that you're talking to. Um, because or at least be following and all you know, get on the newsletter because it's going to provide huge insight and you know, really push forward your business. Okay, that's it for now. I've been Bart. Peace out.